Swung on, fly ball, hit the deep center field. Williams goes back, away back, get off the line, man! Grandmaster Hit it, Grandmaster! I'm trying something new today. I've uh, actually just got done working out down here in Shanghai. I probably should tell you where I'm at. I'm in uh, Shanghai, China. And actually, I'm standing on the corner of Waihai Lu and uh, Puan Lu, for as best I can pronounce that. Um, I'm on my way actually walking home, and I'm constantly trying to find time to put down my thoughts and you know things I've been thinking about throughout the day. And I found that you know I bought this new Belkin iTalk for my iPod, and I accidentally stole David Warlick when he was visiting his lapel mic. So I've strapped it on, and I'm walking down the street. I've kept my earbuds in so people think I'm just listening to my iPod and with so many people here talking on their cell phones and going about their daily business, I don't think I look too, too much out of place. Uh, anyway, the reason why I was thinking today is um, I try to work out two or three days a week and I've gotten in the habit of listening to the Geeked podcast. Uh, I found the Geeked podcast when David Warlick was there visiting with, uh, with the team and I fell in love with it. They're a great group of guys and gals that uh, in Michigan that talk every week about some of the tech going on in their district, and uh, I find it really enjoyable. In fact, I know this is this is when you know you've been really geeked is when you listen to the Geek Podcast as your as your running music. Uh, I, I usually run on a treadmill for 20 to 30 minutes, and their podcasts I find are the perfect length, right around 30 minutes, uh, to keep me on the treadmill. And actually, the time flies by because I'm so busy thinking about what they're discussing and what they're talking about that. Uh, that it's worked out perfect for me and actually I wish they would produce two a week because I usually run on the treadmill twice a week and so I usually listen to one on Tuesday and on Thursday I'm stuck listening to regular music like everybody else but but I enjoy it but today I listened to podcast number 60 where they were talking about languages and you know what does the future hold for, for languages uh, around the world and, and especially in the United States and to give you some background on me, if you don't know, already know, I, I'm originally from Spokane, Washington and taught for three years in the States and I graduated from Washington State University, if anybody's listening. And uh, before I moved overseas, my wife and I, we moved to Saudi Arabia for three years. And now uh, we're in our second year here in Shanghai, China. And one thing that I found on this whole global language thing is, you know, my wife and I, I, I would say, are pretty, are fairly well-traveled. We've been to, I think, now 24 different countries uh, in the last, uh, coming on five years now. And I've been thinking a lot about this whole language debate, you know, where is it leading us as, as the world flattens out to say, and we become more of a global society. And in the podcast, they're, they're talking about, you know, Spanish and French being taught in the high schools. And, and even though all of the research shows that the younger you are, the better off your chances are of, of learning a language, that there's still a lot of schools in the States, particularly, that wait until high school to teach languages. I took German for two years in high school, went to Germany when we visited there, and the only thing I could do was order a beer. So if that goes to show anything, I mean, I I'm, I'm wasn't the best student in high school, so I'm not claiming that that's the way all language programs are. But what I found fascinating is, as I've traveled, that the global language is more and more becoming English. And in the podcast, they talk about should we be teaching Chinese in our classrooms in America? And, you know, I have, I have a hard time with that because I know China is, is an up-and-coming country, but as I talk to most 
you know, to more and more Chinese that they are already learning English. I mean, English is part of their curriculum in school. I would say if you could talk to almost any, you could talk to almost any person here in, at least in Shanghai, maybe not in the outlying areas, but here in Shanghai, I would say most students 20 years of age, at least, or younger, and many older, that know English, that were taught English in school, or are studying English on their own because they're understanding how important it is to be part of you know, the Western world and be able to communicate in that language. So, I don't know, I have a hard time with with us trying to learn another language. I understand, you know, the need to learn Spanish in the States because as they say in the podcast, I think it is 2050 that Spanish will be the number one language. And I understand that if that's the way that America is going, that is something we're going to teach our kids. But I just don't know if we're, if we're trying to educate our students for the future that I truly think that the global language is becoming English. Now, I'm not saying that's right or that's wrong. I'm just trying to state it as me in traveling that I have found that I have had uh, a fairly easy time communicating in whatever country I am in, in English. I can usually always find somebody that speaks English or I can at least get my message across to the point where I can find a bathroom, I can order, I can order a meal. You know, it's almost becoming, it's, it's that specialized skill that maybe we, we don't need to teach until you need it. Uh, I'm having a hard, I mean, I'm just having a hard time with this whole language debate, especially as I'm standing here in the middle of what is the financial hub of China here in Shanghai. And I can talk to probably a few people here on the street who could communicate with me in some form of English. Now, it would be very rudimentary, but we could probably communicate to a point that we needed to, to get things done. And actually, I'm on my way walking over to buy my wife a pair of funky, funky socks. Tomorrow's crazy sock day at school. And so my wife, who's the school counselor in the elementary, needs a pair of funky socks. Um, and the people I'll be interacting with over there are not the people that our students in this global society, per se, are probably going to be interacting with, whether on the net or in person, unless they are actually living in a place like Shanghai. And if you're living in a place like Shanghai, or you're living in a different part of the world, then you learn the language you need to survive. Uh, my wife takes Chinese lessons, and she is very good at Chinese. I say very good. This is... She's a lot better than I am. I know what, what is known as taxi languages. I can say left, right, straight, and how much does something cost, and, and get by that way. I, I do a lot of pointing at things. But, but I can still get by in a country without knowing the language. And I have a hard time that in the States we're going to be taken away from a lot of the other things. I'm passing a barbecue stand, or they're frying up squid, actually. Um, but I don't know, I, I have a hard time with us taking more time away from other from other things to study these languages. Uh, I understand trying to broaden kids' horizon, and I think we should be studying studying different uh, different cultures for sure, and trying to understand you know the history of where of how the world has changed and how the world is changing and, and where these people have come from and and the history of the world. I, I think that's very important, but I, I just don't see us having to learn another language. The, you know, a Wikipedia, you know, the English entries in Wikipedia are, there are more English, or there's more English entries in Wikipedia than in any other language. Now, I don't know if that's going to change over time, but I, I doubt it. There's just way too much 
of a influence already headed that way. Um, I just came back from Bali a couple weeks ago where we had a lovely time and never learned a single word of uh, Indonesian that everybody we talked to communicated in English and I understand that a lot of it has to do with being in touristy areas and being in Bali which is very touristy and part of the people that live and work there their livelihood depends on knowing English and but at the same time I just find it uh, I find it fascinating that that's the way that the more I travel the more it's become noticeable to me that, that English is becoming uh, the global language you know, again right or wrong or indifferent so anyways that was what's on my mind tonight I think I found the sock shop down here on the corner and I'm going to try to find my wife some funky socks for tomorrow hello no, I need longer socks yeah. Mm. But she wants stripes. Do you have stripes? Funky color stripes? No, I need like this. Uh, yeah, mayo. Mayo. Uh, but I need colorful. Do you have colors? Let's see here. What do we got? Oh yeah, those are gorgeous. Yeah, those are good ones. Yeah. Ace of spades. She's getting out another bag for me to, to look at. Yeah. Uh, this woman I'm talking with doesn't speak any English. And I don't speak any very much Chinese. Those are actually pretty good. Yeah, those could be funky. How much? Do chiao qian. Younger. Taiguela. Taiguela. You might buy a dollar for these? Alright. I'll pay a dollar. If I have any money. No, just one pair. Only one pair. So there you go, there was an interaction. Uh, I just bought my wife a pair of big long stockings for crazy sock day tomorrow. And uh, you know, I spoke, I said, uh, how much do these cost? I said, uh, how ex you know, too expensive, Taiguela. Granted, they wanted me to pay a dollar, a dollar five for these socks, and I was trying to pay 70 cents. But anyway. Uh, but, but we made a sale, and, and I think that just goes, you know, that goes to show that, you know, learning, you know, would it be nice? Yes. Am I doing a business deal? I guess you could say I am. I'm, you know, I'm purchasing something from, from a vendor. Uh, you know, do I need a lot of, do I need a lot of Chinese? No. And she didn't speak any English, but yet we were able to communicate. And I think that's, you know, that's the way things are, are going to be. Uh, you know, when David Warlick was here, I took him to Xu Jiao Wei which was the uh, which is the big tech 
tech place here in China. It's five floors of technology, and if anybody comes to visit, I'm uh, more than happy to take you there. It's a it's an amazing place where I like to go and just get lost for a while and just and just uh, be a part of it all. But we when we were there, we we watched a game. They had a gaming site set up outside, and while David and I were watching and David was taking pictures, the guy that runs the site, which is the largest gaming site in China. Uh, we, he came over and started chatting with us and spoke really good English. I had no problem understanding him. And we were talking about his site and what was going on in the booth and talking about the different games. And he was pointing out to us who was the number, I think he said the number three gamer in, uh, in China. I found another sock shop, so I'm going to see if I can buy another pair of socks for my wife. But uh, he was looking at it and... Uh, how... Uh, and he, anyways, he was telling us about uh, uh, his site and, and the games and the different things that they were promoting uh, there outside of Xujiawei. And uh, it was interesting because here we are, you know, in the middle, and people come up and, and talk to us all the time. Uh, if I ever need directions on a street corner, I always look for somebody who's usually, you know, 20 years of age or around that or younger. And for the most part, I usually find them that they speak English or at least understand what I'm trying to say and have interacted enough now with Westerners and with Western culture via the TV and video games and everything else that we can usually communicate and get across whatever it is I'm trying to. Um, what I, whatever I need, you know, whether it's directions or how to order something uh, at a restaurant uh, or anything like that. So I, I'm just having a hard time with, you know, uh, spending class time learning a language. And maybe I'm completely wrong and, and maybe Chinese is going to become the next big language of the world, but I just don't see it happening. Not with, the, the, you know, the, the more the world uh, the more we become a global society, there needs to become a common language. And I think, for the most part, uh, the world is, for better or for worse, kind of settled on English. And So that's my take on it. Um, I'm almost home now, so I'm going to go ahead and shut this off. I don't know if I'm going to, how many times I'm going to do this. I guess I'll wait and get feedback from the community and see if these are of any interest to anybody. Um, my walk home just be a great little, probably 15 or 20 minute podcast, which is walking down the streets of Shanghai uh, on my way home as I'm doing some thinking. So that's it.